Garden Destinations made this story possible. It's a new digital magazine for travelers who want to include public gardens in their travel plans. Their website is gardendestinations.com. You know, I, I spend a lot of time talking to gardeners, and I think you're the first person I've ever talked to that says plant 6,000 trees, no big deal. <laughs> well... It's, it, it's really a lot of people, a lot of my friends that uh, that's seen me in this business and then uh, they, they're kind of going out of business. They're a little older and uh, they're thinking, they're saying I'm crazy, but, uh, you know, 10 more years ain't that much. And uh, I can get another few crops off maybe. And, and plus, I just really want to instill this in my son. North Carolina produces more Christmas trees than just about any place in the country. Our trees are sold up and down the East Coast, out into the Midwest, and some are even shipped internationally to Europe and South America. These trees are grown by hand, and I've discovered that gardeners can learn a lot from Christmas tree farmers about land management and pest control. But after spending time on a Christmas tree farm, I'm vowing I'm never going to complain again about digging holes to plant a tree. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. I'm not a fake tree person. Now, I get the argument about convenience and all that, but I just don't want this big lump of plastic as a centerpiece in our family's holiday memories. We've bought our tree from the same farm for nearly 20 years, and the week after Thanksgiving, when the world's gone insane, we start enjoying Christmas together. I knew North Carolina grows a lot of Christmas trees, but I hadn't really given it much thought until I got an email from an extension agent in Watauga County. I went looking for a story about trees, but I ended up learning a lot about hard work and family. I'm Paige Patterson. I'm the horticulture agent here at the Extension Service in Watauga County. Um, I work with homeowners um, and the Master Gardener program. I answer all kinds of phone calls um, when people are having problems in their home landscapes. But um, I also work with commercial um, landscapers as well as um, one of my big roles is with Christmas tree farmers. Is this big business? Yeah, it's a big business. A lot of people don't don't realize it. They just kind of drive past all these fields of Christmas trees and don't really think about that that represents the livelihood of a lot of people in our area. Now, North Carolina is the number two Christmas tree producing state in the nation. And that's all in the counties um, in western North Carolina are most suitable for producing Christmas trees. Now, there are tree farms in the eastern part of the state, but um, they tend to be smaller, you know, choosing cut farms, and, and they're different species of trees. Um, in North Carolina, the Fraser fir reigns as the most popular Christmas tree, and for many reasons, um, um, one being that it really holds on to its needles for a long period of time. So people are able to, you know, people want to put up trees really early nowadays. And so at Thanksgiving, they can put that tree in their house. And by the middle of January, it still looks almost as good as the day it was cut. You know, they hold their needles a really long time. And they're really nice, dark green color and have a nice scent to them. And It can take seven to ten years for a Christmas tree to be ready for market. So, Paige, is it easy as just putting a tree in the ground and coming back in seven years? No, there's a lot more involved, you know, just like anything. It's never simple. Um, you, you know, you start out with a seedling that's at least two years, most of the time um, three years old. So the seedling is typically grown somewhere else. Most people don't grow their own seedlings. They're buying them in from other sources. And so they're planted out in the, the field. And then um, you have to keep the weeds from growing up around the 
the trees. Um, but we don't want to, while herbicides are used to do that, um, we don't want it to be completely bare ground. So a lot of effort is put into um, maintaining a ground cover of like flowering weeds and clover around the trees. So typically that involves using a really weak herbicide um, three times a year um, just to, you know, make it where the weeds aren't out competing the the trees. And so you can walk through the fields to do all the other things you have to do. Um, you have to come back and check for insects and, you know, just keep an eye on things and make sure that there aren't any populations that are getting out of control. And this becomes a little more important later in the tree's life. The You know, the first few years, if you get a little bit of damage, you know, that can be tolerated because it's still got years before it's got to be ready for the market. Um Let's see. Also, every summer, the trees have to be sheared, and um, that's all done by hand using these knives and hand pruners. You know, they cut the top with hand pruners and then um, swing the knife kind of like a machete to shear off the side of the tree to, to get that nice cone, cone shape to it. Hand planting, hand shearing, and continually scouting for pests. Wow. All of a sudden, what I pay for a Christmas tree is starting to look like a real bargain. But our family's tradition is more than just that tree. My next stop was to the visitor center to find out why so many people come up to the high country during the holidays. Uh, my name is Candace Cook. I'm the director of High Country Host. We are a regional visitor center and tourism marketing organization. Candace, why do people come up here to the high country? Well, to me, the, the most special thing is that we're about 10 to 15 degrees cooler than the rest of the state at all times. And we have the best mountain views. And we have hundreds of miles in the Blue Ridge Parkway, lots of outdoor adventure. It's just a great place to come and feel refreshed. So we have parades starting the week before Thanksgiving all the way till the first week of December. So if you can't come, you know, that holiday weekend, there's always going to be a parade for you, really, in the high country. Um, but the parades are great because they're small town parades. So you're not going to have that big Macy's Day Parade experience, but you're going to see a lot of um, local bands. You'll see a lot of people that get really into decorating their floats. A lot of the Christmas tree farms like to do their own floats, so of course they're going to have great garland and trees on them. Um, and a lot of the uh, ski resorts and a lot of the snow sports will be out in the parades too. Um, with their characters, their, you know, their mascots and that kind of thing, which is really fun. And a lot of the people who go to these parades, I always like to get there early um, because there's always something going on before or after the parades. We like to go to the parades. I put some pictures on our website, trianglegardener.com. They remind me of marching in my high school band and the things we did when we were kids. You can find lists of parades, special events, places to stay, and those Christmas tree farms by visiting mountainsofnc.com. I've only been on Christmas tree farms in the winter. There's often snow on the ground and we're focused on finding just that perfect tree. So when Paige offered to make arrangements for me to visit a farmer who grows trees on his family's land outside of Boone, well, I jumped at that chance. I'm Joey Miller. Uh, I grow Christmas trees. What's the hardest part about being a tree farmer? For me, it's probably the trimming because I do it all myself. I mean, uh, the planting, I mean, it... Um, once you plant them, they're done. I mean, uh, you don't have to, you, you may replant a few, but, uh, uh, and the cutting and bailing is just a, a month of good hard work, you know, and uh, uh, so probably shearing is, and I don't really, um, my Roundup 
you know, the, the herbicide spray, I don't use a big amount of that. I mean, once I get the other, you know, 6,000 planted, I'm going to have to do a little better on that. But I mean, right now I can just kind of mow, weed eat and mow and just keep it all maintained through the year. You know, I, I spend a lot of time talking to gardeners and I think you're the first person I've ever talked to that says planting 6,000 trees, no big deal. <laughs> well, it's it, it's really a lot of people, all of my friends that uh, that's seen me in this business, and then uh, they, they're kind of going out of business. They're a little older, and uh, they're thinking they're saying I'm crazy. But uh, you know, ten more years ain't that much, and uh, I can get another few crops off maybe. And and plus, I just really want to instill this in my son and let him you know realize that you can be on a farm. And I mean, he's I'm all gun ho for him to go to college if he wants to. But uh, if he wants to just farm and and do that, he he'll know how. So let me ask the flip side of my question. What do you like best about farming? Just being out in it, man. I mean, just just out here every day working, and I don't even if it's hard, even the shearing if it's hard work, you know, it's just being out, in, you know, in the sunshine and or rain, just whatever, and just enjoying life. Joey's excited that his son's interested in the farm, and he started going with him to the North Carolina Christmas Tree Growers Association meetings. He's all summer. He's been with me all summer working in them. And I mean, when it comes to trimming or, uh, you know, weed eating or when I'm mowing these, mowing my roads out and stuff, I mean, he's he's right here. And he's going to the meetings with me. He's going this weekend to a meeting with me, to his first one. Tell me what the meetings are. Uh, this one is like the uh, the annual farm tour. Uh, we're meeting at Meadowbrook Inn and uh, having lunch and a lot of discussion and some uh, some grading of trees and different uh, different ideas and things and uh, and then on Saturday um, I'm driving a van and we're taking a farm tour to three different farms to to look at trees and get check out some pests and uh, and just you know get some knowledge about that Jill Sidebottom is going to be there discussing that and controlling for pests is a huge concern for the farmers because years of work can be ruined in just one season. Joey had mentioned Dr. Jill Sidebottom. She's an expert at the Extension Service, so I called her up to find out more about the science behind these trees. My name is Dr. Jill Sidebottom, and I am the Area Extension Specialist with the North Carolina Cooperative Extension Service, working with Mountain Conifer Integrated Pest Management. That's a really long job title, but it pretty much translates into working with pest control in Fraser for Christmas trees in the mountains. I just work in the mountains. So, Dr. Sidebottom, tell me why um, we need to worry about pests in Fraser firs. What's the impact there? Why do we Why do we care? Um, and when people bring a tree in their house, they want a, a beautiful green tree. They don't want it to have yellow foliage or have issues with those needles falling off. Um, and so some of our pests can um, affect the cosmetic look of the tree. But then there are others that can kill the tree. And... Um, our main pests are those that aren't native to the, um, North America but have been introduced from Europe or from Asia that our trees don't have a lot of natural immunity to. And so if growers didn't control those, they would have a harder, they wouldn't be able to grow the tree or sometimes uh, those pests can piggyback on the tree and so it can affect when they're shipped to other areas of the country or parts of the world where that pest isn't found. You can spray pesticides every day from now to kingdom come, but you're never going to kill everything that's out there. And you wouldn't want that because then, um, you know, nature has a certain balance. And so what we want to do with pest control is work with nature's balance um, to keep the pest levels below where it's going to hurt a, a grower's ability to sell that tree. Um, 
but you want to do that by working, you know, with nature instead of against nature. So I visited a, a tree grower um, a while back, and I noticed that there were lots of wildflowers in his in his field. And I was thinking how pretty those were, but he explained to me that they were there for a purpose. Is, is that part of what you're talking about? It is. And so in, in Christmas trees, two of the practices that really can affect pest control is um, – First of all, fertility, because if you fertilize things with a lot of nitrogen, that makes the plant that much better for the pests, and so pest levels tend to go up. Um, And then also, you want a lot of natural predators there. So by managing ground covers around trees, um, first of all, that tends to bring in white clover, and that fixes nitrogen, and so a grower doesn't have to apply as much nitrogen which means that that's good for them. They don't have to pay for it. But then also it means that there's not as much nitrogen going out. So that tree isn't as, um, uh, you know, uh, well, like one fellow said, putting nitrogen on trees is sort of like tender vittles. (laughs) It makes the plant really tender and growing good so that pests like to get it. But then also those flowering ground covers are attracting uh, natural predators like lady beetles and lacewings and hoverflies that need that pollen and nectar um, to produce the young that are then going to eat up our pests. So it's um, it's one of our fundamentals of IPM in, in Christmas trees in Fraser Fir here or in the mountains to have that. And besides that, you know, it holds the world together. You're not going to have problems with soil erosion. It provides a habitat for wildlife. It's just, you know, win-win on a lot of different levels. Purchasing chemicals and the time and expense involved in applying them, well, that just adds up to the cost and cuts into profits farmers realize from their investment. So they're serious about integrated pest management practices. We gardeners can learn a lot from them. Now driving in the mountains... I look at those neat rows of Christmas trees, and I'm proud of what the Extension Service and our farmers are doing to use science and hard work to grow a tree that my family enjoys every year. I hadn't appreciated how much work goes into those trees, and it's all done by hand. That's someone's living, and I'm happy that buying a tree from a North Carolina farmer means that, well, maybe they can stay on their land and keep their family traditions going. I'm Lise Jenkins. This is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You can find our show on iTunes, and if you like what we're doing, give us a review. Thanks for listening.